What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, coming to you live from the Uncle Steve Shake Studios in Cenobonstead, New Hampshire. Good evening, everybody. It is 8 o'clock on your Monday night, and where better to be than hanging out with me? Let's talk some Q. But um, today's episode, obviously, brought to you by Uncle Steve Shake. Uncle Steve Shake uses the freshest ingredients on all his 15 lines of flavors from the original to the gator to the competition line cj's west coast shake smoke bomb the sauce with no name um incredible customer service um uncle steve is the one answering the call so if you have any shake questions please reach out and he can take care of any question you have Follow the Facebook group, Uncle Steve's Shake Nation, for all the latest and greatest updates on everything shake. So, Uncle Steve Shake, shake some on everything. Well, I'm excited about tonight, folks. Um, it's been a long time <laughs> coming. Um, you know, jobs got in the way. Um, time zones got in the way. All types of things, but I am thrilled to have a good friend of mine joining me, Mr. Joe Martinez from Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue. Joe, what's up, brother? What's going on, Mags? How you doing, buddy? I'm hanging in there, pal. Hanging in. You look great. Everything's you, good. Yes, sir. You as well, man. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, Joe, um, let's see. We How's met- the weather? How's the weather up in New Hampshire? Oh, man, it's gotten cold. It is, let's see, right now, it is currently a balmy 26 degrees. Good Lord, that's cold. And we're expecting uh, one to three inches of snow tomorrow evening. Wow. And some ice and, oh, yeah, fun. (laughs) I I like to joke that we call that a Tuesday, but it's actually going to be a Tuesday. All right. You know, so yeah, it happens this time of year, so I can't stop it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, Randy, what's up? Mike Wilfred, what's going on? <clears throat> Chris Rosinski, Smokecraft, what's happening? Thank you all for tuning in. So, Joe, for anybody who might not know you, you know, who is Joe Martinez? You know, you know, family, wife, kids, dogs, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my name is Joe Martinez. I'm the owner and operator of Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue on YouTube and got a food truck uh, that I started uh, a little over a year now. And uh, from El Paso, Texas, born and raised here, spent some time in Phoenix when I went to school. As soon as I graduated high school, I went to Phoenix to go to school and Came back after two years and uh, spent some time in San Antonio, about a year in San Antonio, moved back and then went back to Phoenix. You know, this is when I was working my corporate job now of 24 years and uh, moved back, back to El Paso in 2013 it was. I've been here since, uh, married, been married for 22 years now, 22 years. I got to look at my ring and I'm not wearing it because I got the date stamped on that ring to remember the date. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it has 22 years uh got one spoiled little girl love her to death and um yeah man i'm just here living the barbecue dream oh beautiful beautiful so the barbecue dream i like i love how you put that so how did yours start you know so let me, I, I know a lot of people think about Texas barbecue, you know, so they think that that's all we do out here is barbecue, right? But El Paso has never been uh, about barbecue. You know, you go down to South Texas, as close to San Antonio, and San Antonio is probably eight hours uh, east of me. Um, but out there, it's a different 
barbecue game than El Paso. El Paso, you know, when you when you talk about barbecue, it's it's a backyard steaks and sausage. You know, it was never brisket and the big meats that we do in barbecue traditionally in Texas. So growing up, I wasn't introduced into barbecue at all, at all whatsoever. Our barbecue again uh, consisted of um, steaks and sausage and you know a lot of traditional Mexican. Um, you know, uh, dishes, you know, carnitas and barbacoa and stuff like that. That's what we grew up on out here because mm-hmm. it's a lot more, we're so close to the Mexican border. I mean, we're literally where I live, I'm probably 15 minutes away from the border. But so there's a big influence of that here in El Paso. So, you know, I want to set the the picture right for everybody, you know, that El Paso is not like the rest of Texas. Uh, it's a little different and unique in its own way. So, you know, growing up, it was it was those backyard barbecues. And and when I moved out of my mom's house or my parents' house, you know, obviously went to school and stuff. So I started playing around. Actually, when I think when we bought our first house, um, that's when I really started playing around with barbecue. You know, I got me a, a Weber Smoky Mountain and, um, you know, started playing around with big meats, you know, the the pork butts and the the uh, briskets and, and and such ribs. And, um, I competed at a fight that cook off, uh, at a water park out here. And I ended up winning that contest and that really, you know, I think it pumped up my head a little too much. So I said, Hey, I must be pretty good at this. So, you know, um, I, I just started cooking, you know, for parties and, and, uh, you know, friends come over and family comes over and says, man, this is really good, uh, barbecue, you know. You should do something with it. I, I never really took it that serious. You know, I was just a backyard barbecue like we all are, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, you know, I, I, I just fell in love with it, you know, the the art of it. And, you know, in the Weber Smoky Mountain, I remember, you know, I do I, I used to do something that's a no-no now that I, I know barbecue a little bit better. I used to soak my wood chips just to get more, <laughs> more, more of that smoke flavor. But... But it was a very rancid, acidic kind of smoke, you know, that you yeah. get, obviously, by soaking your wood chips. Um, so, you know, you learn a few things along the way. And and when we bought our second house is when I really, you know, I went and got me a, a cheap smoker from, I think, Lowe's. You know, it was a smoker on one side and a gas grill on the other side. And and wasn't very big, but, you know, it did its job. You had to buy the firebox separate, you know, to bolt it on. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, again, I, that's, I was already doing bigger meats and stuff. And so once I had that smoker, I was just doing more, you know, more of that for parties. And we had a lot of get-togethers at the house and stuff and parties and stuff. And people really liked it. And, you know, one thing led to the next. And, you know, I didn't know anything about YouTube back then. Um you know, I was introduced to YouTube later in life, obviously, and I started watching videos and and on YouTube. And um, you know, I was watching James from Amum and Claimum Smokers and uh, T Roy Cooks. Those were the two channels, the only two channels I watched. Um, I didn't know anything about Barbecue Pitmasters, which was on at that time when I when I really started getting. Um, hot and heavy with barbecue barbecue pitmasters was on tv but i've never been one to watch tv so i wouldn't have ever known that it was on anyway um i was always too busy doing stuff you know i was always out outside of the house barbecuing or doing other stuff and um so i started watching a, f- a few channels and i said you know what i'm gonna do a video and uh i did a video and it's still up on youtube i want to take it down but i i I go back and watch it just so I know where I came from. Yep. So, you know, I recorded on a uh, on a GoPro camera and in my kitchen and there's a there's an AC unit right above our kitchen. So every time it turned on, you could hear the vibration of the AC unit coming through the mic. Terrible audio. And I smoked a, a chub of bologna. <laughs> and uh, you know, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I mean, you know, it was a lot of my videos bags now that I've done, it's a lot of the videos. It's the first time I've ever done something, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, and, and that was the first time I've ever smoked a bologna, uh, uh, chub of bologna, but it came out so good. And, you know, I started getting comments, Hey man, that's pretty good. And, 
when's the next video going to come out? And people were asking for it, you know, and I said, ah, I'm going to do another video and then I'm going to do another video. One thing turned into the next and, and here we are now, you know, how oh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Cause that, that's how I originally met you is, um, through YouTube and all the guys and, um, and yeah, I got to watching your videos and, you know, loved them, loved everything you do. Uh, you know, you really take the time to um, explain the process of what you're doing. Uh, you know, especially I um, just looking in the background, the uh, your sausage videos. You know, it's very I'm doing this and this is why and this is how I do it. And, you know, you just did a great job with that. Um, let's see here. I, I knew I. I don't know if I'm missing something, mm -hmm. but our good friend, uh, Daddy Dutch, <clears throat> is uh, asking, Mr. John Maguire, please ask Joe how many votes he had to buy to tie Brother James in the rib throwdown. <laughs> when did I miss a rib throwdown? Yeah, so, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I started watching James um, from Amen and on Drum Smokers. And so we became friends. And I, and I think like, you know, Mags, I've never met you before mm -hmm. personally, but I think I consider you a friend. And, and you know, yeah. it's weird about this whole um, social media and virtual reality or whatever you want to call it. Um, social media in general, when you talk to somebody and you, you watch somebody, you talk to somebody a lot in chats or Facebook, it's like we know each other and we're really friends. In fact, I know that there's been a lot of people that have met online through YouTube, you know, in the barbecue community. And when you meet that person for the first time, it's like you've known them for so long that that you're like friends, right? You feel comfortable. 100%. Yeah. So James and I hit it off, you know, and and they were vacationing. And I think it was in their anniversary. This was a few years back. This was pre-COVID. Um they were spending some, they wanted to come to El Paso and, and spend some time out here. And, and I said, yeah, James, come spend the night at my house. You know, you can, or stay at my house the, the weekend or whatever it was. It was, he was here. And obviously I didn't have my food truck back then. So I was still working my corporate job. So the weekends I was free because I didn't work weekends. And, uh, you know, so we got to hang out. And one of the things that I wanted to do was throw down against James uh, I've seen a lot of videos of his where he went to T Roy's house and yeah. he throws down with somebody, you know, and and uh, he went to um, uh, Justin's house at Baby Back Maniac's house, and I remember uh, Justin saying that his wife actually liked James's ribs more than he did, or that she did his, and and I was like, man, if I ever meet James, I want to throw down with him, and. You know, back then when I when James and I did that, when he came over and spent a few days out here with us, I was doing competition barbecue back then. Um, I had done probably four competitions. I had four competitions under my belt, and my ribs always did really well. Um, in Lubbock, you know, there was 60 teams. I was in charge of cooking ribs, and we got 11th place. And, you know, which isn't bad. You know, it's not the best, but it isn't bad. And I was always really proud of my ribs so when james was here i took the opportunity i said hey james you want to do a throwdown let's do a video he was let's do it man he's like i don't have my i don't have my sauces i don't have i said james i've got every rub you want i mean i got just like you have hundreds of bottles behind you of rubs oh, yeah. and stuff you know i've got a bunch of rubs i got injections i've got glaze you know i got everything you need to 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 do this throwdown so he goes, let's do it. So we did that, and I invited. I had a little party, I think, at the house, and uh, you know, neighbors were here, family was here, and and we had a rib throwdown, and we had them vote. Hey, put your name in the hat of which rib you thought was better, and and we counted the votes at the end of the night, and it was a dead tie, man. Um, and and I would, I'll take that as a win because James is a pretty, you know. <laughs> Uh, savage when he when he uh, cooks ribs, so I'll take that. Tying James is like a win for me, anyway. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, let's see the boys are on Chef Johnny. What's up, Lewis, the trumpet master? What's going on? 
Uh, let's see here. There we go. Gino Ortega. Here you go, Joe. Some of the nice words. Has hey, been enjoying Gino. your videos and learned so much about smoking meat from you and been so inspired by you. So thank you so much. Great yeah. words. Yeah, Gino's been a fan for a very long time. Appreciate you. Nice. Let's see. I know I saw Eph my brother Efren. I saw Quentin Nelson. Duke Moreno. What's going on, boys? Thank you all for stopping by. And there's Simon. What's up, brother? You know, uh, but with the YouTube, you know, you were doing great. You know, you were, I think, when I met you, maybe 30,000 subscribers mm -hmm. going there and, you know, always climbing. As of today, brother, you are sitting at 255,000 subscribers. That's crazy, isn't it? What goes through your mind of every time you hit upload, you know, that potentially 250, uh, over a quarter million people can watch your video. Yeah, well, first of all, you know, I never, I never thought I would get to that point. You know, <clears throat> getting getting at a hundred subscribers when I first started seemed like you know it was impossible, and then you hit a hundred and you want five hundred, and that takes forever, and then you want a thousand, and that takes forever, and. You know, everybody, when they start a YouTube channel, go through what I went through. You know, you're every day you can count the number of new subscribers that you got. You know, I would I was happy when I would get five new subscribers a day. Yeah. You know, it was a, it was a big thing. And every day, you know, it was funny. My daughter and I, I would ask my daughter, I said, baby, guess how many subscribers I have today? And she said, let me guess. Three hundred eighteen. I said, yep. She goes, yay. Like we would celebrate every single subscriber, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know, again, I never thought I would get to this uh, point. Um, you know, I've definitely been blessed, and and I didn't do it by myself. I mean, at I'm doing it pretty much by myself now. But you know, it's like when you when you learn to ride a bike, you know, somebody's guiding you, somebody's probably pushing your bike a little bit, you know, keeping your handlebar straight so you don't fall over. And I had a lot of people do that for me. Um, you know, I had. Uh, Again, James, Amo and Claim the Smokers. I had uh, Chef Johnny gave me a shout out several times. Um, I, I remember we were coming back from. Where were we coming back from? We were. I had my RV, so I believe we were out there in San Antonio, uh, Medina Lake. I think it was. We had spent a week out there and gone to uh, down to Corpus Christi and and you know the Alamo. Did the whole thing out there. And I was coming back, and Chef Johnny had gone live. This was when Chef Johnny was doing lives, mm -hmm. and uh, I hopped on. I was driving, and it drives it drives my my wife crazy that you know I'm on my phone driving, you know, big old truck with a RV behind it, you know, and she's like, "Get off your phone!" <laughs> so I'm not you know advocating that you do that or uh, recommend that you get off the phone when you drive. So let me set that that uh, disclaimer out there. Um, so Chef Johnny was on and, and, you know, at that point, I don't remember how many subscribers I had, but it wasn't many, but I hopped on his live and he gave me a shout out. And by the time I got home, I had a hundred new subscribers and that was huge to me. You know, that was, that was a big, that was a big deal. Uh, yeah. hundred subscribers just like that from Chef Johnny giving me a shout out was a big deal. So, you know, that's an example of, of um you know how the barbecue community works you know um cooking with rye gave me several shout outs uh uh t roy had mentioned my name a couple of times uh uh justin from babyback maniac you know so there's there's been a lot of people you know and and so that really helped my channel give me that boost but the big boost you know obviously comes when you have a video that hits you know it's like it's like playing the lotto you know, you're playing the same numbers all the time and you're just hoping they hit. And and when you have a video that, that goes viral and you get a million a million views on that one video, you know, your channel grows pretty quick. 
So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> say, now I need the shout out. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, yeah. I, I should, I, I'm going to return the favor, man. I am. Um, but yeah, that's how it works, man. You you just have a video that that goes viral and and um, you know you start getting a lot of subscribers. But again, I I never imagined that that I'd have this many subscribers. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Wild, wild. But like you said, that one little that one ca- catches wind and catches fire, and next thing you know, you know it happened uh, happened with Brother Alton. Yeah, you know, with his brisket video, and he goes, you know, I was sitting sitting there on the weekend, and you know, oh, we had ten new subscribers. Two hours later, there was five hundred new subscribers. Eight hours later, there was five thousand new subscribers. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> and it happens like that. It's crazy. You you start getting notifications, you know, that so and so subscribed to your channel. I'm like, man, what's going on? Yeah, and uh, and you just see the numbers climbing and climbing and climbing. And again, I never imagined that I would uh, do this, but you know, when when um, CJ cooking with CJ and Kent were doing the hot seat, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, what's his name? Uh, JP Barbecue. Uh, he was on the hot seat, and I remember they asked him. One of their questions on that show was. Uh, you name a small channel you watch, name a big channel you watch, and name a channel you think should be bigger. Yeah. And he named off his, I don't even remember the channels he named, that the big channel and the small channel, but the one that he, he thought should be bigger was my channel. And uh, I remember it clearly. He said, uh, you know, which channel I think should be bigger? Let me look. I've been watching this guy from El Paso. Smoking Joe's, that guy right there, that guy I think uh, needs to be big. He does a good job on this. On it. And I, I took that as a huge compliment because I looked up to JP and I still look oh, up yeah. to him. You know, he, he's a great guy. He's, uh, you know, he's he sells rubs and does a lot of good things. And for him to give me a shout out like that, I was like, man. And he was a small channel just like I was. But for some reason, I felt like, you know, by him giving me that shout out saying that, you know, my channel should be bigger, you know, that that told me that I'm on the right track and I'm doing some, you know, doing the right thing, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Brother Lep, what's going on? Um, so with all your videos, you've done a lot and we're cooking a lot on yoders and you've mm-hmm. had numerous ones over the years um do you still have those or have you you know got a new one gotten rid of one to make room and you know so you still on the the yoder train because they make an incredible pit yeah you know and, and this is good information for the the younger youtube channels you know so I partnered up with Yoder at a very, very uh, uh, early stage. Um, I don't think I was at, I think I had just hit a thousand subscribers. Um, you know, the the co-founder of Yoder Smokers reached out to me and and he says, hey, we like what you're doing. Um, you know, we want to work with you. We want to partner up with you. And and I said, yeah, man, for sure. You know, let's, let's work. And, you know, uh, Joe Phillips is his name, and and he says, "Hey, I don't need a contract from you. You know, you seem like a down to earth guy, and and you know, just just consider this a a gentleman's handshake. You know that we have an agreement, and and yeah. So I I started. I already had a six forty. I purchased that six forty myself, um, but it was a uh, backyard uh, pit, so it just had like a, a basic cart. Um, so when that happened, I ended up getting a a competition cart, you know, where it's that big orange cart. And then, you know, I got a, I ended up getting a Yoda Frontiersman. I went to Kansas to Yoda to pick that one up uh, from Yoda Smokers. So that was my big offset from Yoda. That was a big one. And I, I recently sold that one. Okay. And it, it killed me to sell it, but that thing was huge. Um, so the only reason I sold it was because I was getting a bison 
backyard pit. And it was a traditional offset, you know, um, and I was like, you know, I don't have, my backyard is just filled with smokers right now and, and I need to get rid of some more, but you know, I've gotten rid of my, my Blackstone flat top and little smokers that I don't use anymore. All my drum smokers are gone except for my, um, my pit barrel. Um, so I got rid of the Yoda Frontiersman to make room for the bison, uh, red dog that I have back there now. Um, uh-huh. And that's the only reason I got rid of the Frontiersman. But, you know, that was my that was my go-to pit. I mean, that thing cooked yeah. like a dream. So, yeah, I still have everything else I still have. Um, I have my Yoder flat top. I've got my Yoder YS-1500, my YS-640. And uh, there might be a new Yoder coming my way right now. So <laughs> Ooh, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> wait and see what's happening, yeah. <laughs> oh, very nice. <clears throat> Very yes. Hey, Rob, what's up, brother? Hell yeah, Kimball's Barbecue. What's up, brother? So you spent a lot of years at um, at O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Mm-hmm. You know, doing a lot of business. Took You know, is it true? I haven't actually keyed in the part number. But is there a part number for the flux capacitor on the there website? <laughs> there, there is. You know what's funny is that so that would so that started off as a joke, and um, it was an April Fool's joke, I believe it was. And you know, we started off with clutch fluid, which there's no such thing. <laughs> I mean, it is brake fluid, but clutch fluid, a uh, blinker fluid muffler bearings you know things that really don't exist and so they put on the flux capacitor on there and uh yeah it doesn't exist in our inventory but there is you can actually go to the website right now and look it up and uh you can't order it but it's just there as a joke so uh yeah it was something we did as a, as a joke thought that was pretty cool you know so you had the had had the many years there so what made you make the jump to the uh the, the barbecue trailer? So you know I think I think that a lot of backyard barbecue um uh cooks would love to own a barbecue business. I think that's like the ultimate and I'm not saying everybody, but I'm thinking mm-hmm. quite a bit of people would love to do that as a as a job and make make good money doing it, right? So, so for me, you know, we live in a in a pretty close knit neighborhood. There's 140 homes in this neighborhood. I'm the uh, president of the association, so you know, we got to meet pretty much all of our neighbors. And there's a lot of neighbors that we met that we became really good friends with. Well, one of those neighbors. Um, retired from the military and when he was 50 years old and so when he retired this was probably seven years ago maybe when he turned 50 uh i i told myself i'd love to retire when i'm 50 i would love i mean that's something that i always wanted to do yeah i want to retire when i'm 50 and that way i have you know, I've got time to do what I want to do and have fun or do whatever, you know? So I wanted to do that. And I, I, that's something that was a goal that I wanted to do. And so I think the thing that pushed me was, you know, during COVID, you know, unfortunately I lost my mom during COVID and I know a lot of us lost a lot of loved ones, family, friends, and stuff like that. And, but I took, that was probably the hardest thing I've ever dealt with. Um, you know, losing a, losing a good friend is, is tough, but man, losing your mom, it is probably the toughest thing I have ever dealt with. And it it really killed me, man. It was, it was, um, it was tough. And, and, you know, that kind of pushed me into the barbecue food truck thing. Um, you know, I always thought about doing it. And so I was already planning to retire when I was 50 anyway. And, when my mom passed that, that put my life into perspective, you know, and, and I realized that life is short and 
that, you know, do what you do, what you love, you know? And so I started preparing myself, you know, um, in two short years, you know, I started to look seriously in the food truck, um, you know, during the pandemic, obviously everything is a lot more expensive. So I had my food truck built during the pandemic. Um, so I paid more than what a food truck would normally cost. Um, so, you know, I got, I prepared myself, you know, financially, you know, I had already given the longest notice known to mankind at my job and told them that, Hey, I'm leaving on this day, uh, before I turn 50. And, uh, they thought, yeah, we still got two years, you know, but those two years came really quick. And yeah. when it was time to leave, they were like, man, he's really gonna, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I was, you know, I, I, I've been, I've been blessed again, you know, but I had to prepare myself to, to jump into this. I didn't just quit my job and not have a plan and anything mm -hmm. like that, you know, financially, you know, if anybody, any of the listeners are thinking about leaving their job to chase their dream, whether it's selling barbecue or selling shoes, it doesn't matter. You have to, you know, prepare yourself financially. So things that I started to do were, you know, we, double pay on my mortgage, you know, sending a double payment every month. Um, we paid off all of the, and we didn't have a whole lot of bills, you know, but we owed money in our cars and stuff like that. So we paid yeah. off, paid off all the cars and, and just got rid of things that like the RV, I ended up selling the RV cause we weren't using that a whole lot, you know? So, you know, I used that money to, you know, pay off my wife's car and pay off my, my car that I was using as a company car and bought myself a, my dream truck and, you know, just started working on paying off the house. And, and let me tell you, man, sending those double mortgage payments really drops the balance super quick. Yeah. So financially, I think that's the biggest thing is if you're going to do something like that financially, you have to get ready. So, you know, I was pretty smart about it. Um, and, you know, thank God that, you know, the, the balance is so small on our mortgage right now that, you know, I don't have that big monkey on my back. You know, if, if things weren't, didn't go well in the food truck, I think we'd be okay. But you know, there's, there's no plan B. So we got to make that food truck work. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. You got a couple other guys jump in. Manuel, what's up, brother? Judge Webb. Uh, Randy's back. Mr. Clarence Joseph, what's up, brother? And then I think <laughs> if I saw it. Hey, where is he? Where is he? Kent. Leave it to Kent. There's yeah, there the pot is. number. <laughs> 121G. Ah, uh, that's funny. That's funny. <clears throat> so you opened up about, like you said a little while ago, a uh, little over a year now. Um, are you in, you know, you have one spot like you set up, or are you in one of those, I guess, I guess you'd call it a, uh, you know, a food truck park, mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah, so I, my truck, my food truck, it's a trailer. I, I keep calling it a food truck, but it's a food trailer, uh, eight and a half by twenty feet. Um, it, it, it's at a food truck park, and it's been parked there ever since I opened. The only time I moved it was recently because I had to renew my my food permit, um, and we have to take it down to the health department, and you know they get a water sample and check all of your refrigerators and freezers, make sure everything's working, make sure the exhaust is working. And um, then you drive it back. It literally takes 15 minutes. I don't see why they can't go to the food truck park and do it there, but you know, I had to, had to move it. And that thing's heavy uh, mags. That trailer is heavy. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so I took it down there, got inspected, moved it back and I hadn't moved it for over a year. Um, you know, we've had a few customers ask us if we can take our food truck, you know, to their events and stuff. And in fact, we just did one 
last week we did a, a small catering for a, a credit union here in El Paso. And so we, they wanted the food truck. So I took it out and we, you know, we prepared their, their lunch there for them, but we don't, we don't move it. it it's, it's, it stays at that food truck park. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's well lit. It's got power, um, all the time. So I leave the AC running, you know, it's gated in there. It's a pretty good, pretty good little food truck park. Nice. Nice. Uh, Dutch had asked a question. We're jumping back to sausage real quick. Let's pop mm-hmm. it up here. Oh, where'd it go? Oh, non-fat milk powder. Yeah. So, um, I use that for a couple of things. You know, it, it, it helps bind the sausage a little bit. Um, but most importantly, it retains moisture. So what happens, you know, I mean, you can do it without it, but I like the, the way the sausage comes comes out with the it's a high temperature non-fat uh milk powder so you throw in my measurement is always 1.5 percent of the total weight of the meat in in non-fat dry milk powder and again it helps bind the sausage together and it retains moisture so when you're cooking a sausage um and the sausages that i make on my food truck they're very plump and the reason why you get a nice plumpy sausage like that is because the moisture stays inside the the sausage it doesn't like bleed out you know um or leak out i should say the fat doesn't like leach out or anything like that um the the milk powder helps retain that moisture so when we cut it on the cutting board the moisture stays inside the sausage you get little to no juice on the cutting board from the sausage itself Um, so you end up you end up with an overall better better uh, well-bound sausage and and again it, it helps retain that moisture uh, it, it's a mess using it it's like using baby powder you know it gets because it, it's super fine yeah uh, but and it gets everywhere but it, it it works and there's other binders that you can use like, like that too but um i i choose to use the non-fat dry milk powder because it's pretty much tasteless beautiful beautiful uh gino has a great question for you uh any thoughts of a brick and mortar in the works yeah so that's something that i've been really working on um you know i had a location i've had multiple locations that i looked at um spending a lot of time doing that and and i could have moved into location but you know in barbecue you know the way that i prepare barbecue i need my smokers and I need wood. So I need to make sure that when I have the right place that it's got room for my smokers and I've got room to put my pallets of wood, I can't just move into any spot that doesn't have a location for it. So I had a location really close to my house and I went and looked at it. It's a it's a bar right now, bar and grill, but it's mainly a bar. Beautiful location. I sent in my letter of intent to, to lease it. And... Um, you know, and we're getting really close to sign. They called me and said, Hey, uh, the building is, is not 2,400 square foot. It's 3000 square foot. So it's going to be $3,000 more per month. And I said, you're crazy. I'm not going to do that. So, so that fell through. And, uh, you know, that, that was going to be the perfect, perfect place because it had all the equipment already had refrigerators. It was already a bar. The owner was going to transfer the liquor license to me and, everything was going to go well, but you know, I, I think things happen for a reason and that may have not been the ideal location, even though I liked it and I thought we could make it work. It had a, you know, spot for my smokers and everything. So that, that felt to do. So I went and looked at a place this morning, um, met with the fire marshal because they had the, they've got a fire lane around the entire building. And I was like, Hey, I can't put my smokers there. If you've got, you know, the fire lane, painted red or whatever so they went and measured and and said well you can't put your smokers here number one we'll just paint over that um and there's a fire lane across from it so you only need a fire lane on one side you don't need a fire lane on on two sides so as long as we can get a truck in 20 feet is the the room that we need um you're gonna be fine we'll sign off on this so um now i just got to go look at the kitchen and make sure the kitchen's gonna uh, be something that I can work with the restaurant. I can work with, um, the dining room, the restrooms are cool. 
but I got to look at the kitchen. And because it's still operating as another business, I can't go in there and say, hey, can I look at your kitchen? Uh, you know? Oh, um, yeah. So, you know, we're uh, we're getting really close, man. We're getting really close. And and hopefully this is the spot. And and if, if we can make it work, man, it's going to be nice. Oh, that's that's awesome news. That that's great. You know, because I've been following um, the the progress of the the trailer with um, with Greg Rempe when mm-hmm. you're on you know on the quarterly on there. But with opening the trailer, obviously to start, you had everything planned out. You had uh, the plan of attack, how to attack, all figured out, which is the way to do it. Now, hindsight being twenty twenty, knowing what you know now, would you have done anything different when you opened up originally? Um. Yeah, there's a few things that I would do different. Um, you know, number one, I didn't I didn't think I would need more refrigerators in the trailer. So um I don't think I left enough room for that. Um, you know, I, I put in a fryer, which you know, I was selling smoked burgers and I'm still selling smoked burgers, and I wanted fries to go with those burgers, but the fryer it's so hot, it's so messy, the oil is expensive that I pulled that out probably within the first three months. And in that space where I had the fryer, I could have made it so that I could fit a refrigerator, but you know, it's, it's uh, stepped up. So it's got like a cabinet on the bottom of it. So I can't put a fridge because now it won't fit. So, you know, I would definitely get more refrigerator space. I've got uh, a refrigerator in there. I've got my, my prep table that we use as a fridge as well. I got a freezer in there, but I need another refrigerator. Um, especially for barbecue. Um, the other thing I would do is is not make my menu so big. Um, okay. I've got a really big menu. Um, you know, I got the standard, you know, my main menu, you know, you got meats by the pound. I have platters. I have my sides. I got a lot of sides. Um, you know, I've got sandwiches. I've got multiple sandwiches. I've got two burgers now. You know the Oklahoma onion burgers on my menu, and and so is the uh, smoke burger. And a lot of people kept asking for that Oklahoma onion burger, so we added that to our menu. We added baked potato, a loaded potato to that. We added a Texas grilled cheese. We added, um, you know, just a uh, pork belly, uh, pineapple glazed pork belly burnt ends that we added. Um, so, you know, but the the bad part about having such a big menu is that people will fall in love with that certain side or certain meat. And if you take it out, they're going to be asking for it. Yeah. And, you know, recently I just pulled out my corn salad. It's, uh, we call it esquitas, which is, you know, a, a Mexican corn salad. Mm-hmm. So I pulled it out and we added grits to the menu. Well, what I should have done is just pulled out the corn salad and not added grits, but you know, I added grits to it. So it's, it's, my own fault for creating this monster, I guess. But, um, you know, I, again, I think we should have done a, just a smaller menu because it's less work, less prep work. You know, when we do a catering gig, you know, I have a customer select, you know, what they want to eat and that's what we serve. And it's so much easier when all you're doing is a couple of meats and a couple of sides, you know. Um, but, you know, I got chicken, I got pork belly, I got, uh, ribs and brisket and turkey, um, you know, it's it's a lot. It's it's a lot that we have to do to to make it happen. So yeah, I mean, the, the two things would again be make have more space for refrigerator and and definitely you know don't have such a big menu. Perfect, perfect. Uncle Steve, what's up? Gabriel, what's happening, brother? Uh, Daddy Dutch. Joe, how many dishes do you cook to order, if at all? Um, <clears throat> so a lot of the things that I mentioned earlier, a lot of the things that we've added to the menu are things that we've already got in in the food truck. It just we just have to put it together. Um, 
you know, so the Texas grilled cheese, for example, that's that's probably our number one sandwich. I mean, we sell more Texas grilled cheese than than brisket sandwiches. Um, so that takes some time because we have a brioche Texas toast and we toast it on the griddle. We got to put the cheese on it. So, so there's your grilled cheese. But what makes it the Texas uh, grilled cheese is we add a quarter pound of chopped brisket in the middle of it. And um, and, and that takes some time to, to make. Uh, the Oklahoma onion burger, you know, we smash it fresh. We grind the meat fresh. We smash it fresh. We have to slice the onions fresh. So those are the things that we have to pretty much prepare. But everything else is made. You know, the, the Texas tater... We already have the potato uh, cooked and in the warmer. So when the customer orders that, we just have to assemble it. You know, uh, put uh, seasonings in there, put the butter and the beans and the chopped brisket and the cheese and the jalapeno on top and the sour cream. So we just have to assemble things pretty much. Not not necessarily dishes like from scratch. The, the only things that we have to, if you want to call it scratches, again, preparing the sandwiches but a lot of the stuff is already made the, the hard part the brisket is already made and, yeah. and the part of the reason why we made that we added a lot of the the menu items was to help get rid of the meats you know sometimes we'll have a little bit extra we'll have half a brisket or a whole brisket left over and i'm like what can i do to add what can i add to the menu to get rid of this and mm-hmm. i'll tell you one and this was something that my chef uh jen wanted to do she said, Joe, why don't we, because we always had a little bit of mac and cheese and we always have brisket left over. She says, Joe, why don't we make a brisket mac and cheese? I'm like, well, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and we're selling out of mac and cheese and we're selling out of brisket now. It's crazy yeah, how popular that is. And, you know, people see it, you know, they see a customer walking out, you know, we give them the, the brisket mac and cheese and we serve it in a 16 ounce uh, cup. So we top it with a brisket about three quarters of the way. And then we top it with a brisket on the top with some pickled onions on top of the brisket. So when we hand that to the customer out of the serving window, a lot of the customers in line are like, is that, you know, <laughs> just get, I was like, oh, they got brisket mac and cheese. They're like, give me two of those, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of the reason why we create a lot of these dishes was to help get rid of meat so that we don't have that much left over. Which is smart, you know, because the last thing you want is a lot of expensive meat just hanging around, yeah, you know. Yeah. But, but yeah, if you, if you can come up with something quick, just like that brisket mac and cheese, you know, not all, you know, you're making your margins, if not going over the margins a little bit, and you're not wasting product. Mm-hmm. So it's a positive on both ends of it. And then, oh, there's Uncle Uncle Steve. Always good. Next up, the Uncle Steve burger. Just one big piece of meat. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Big old pound, one one pound burger. <laughs> now, it looks like Dutch is looking for a dishwasher job if you got an opening. You know, the that's that's probably a, the unglorious part of running a food truck, man. We have so many dishes. You know, you have the... Uh, we have our mac and cheese, our, our Texas chili, our cowboy beans, and now our grits and, and food warmers. Well, the food warmers, you know, on the edges where the cheese starts to dry out and the beans start to dry out, you know, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a task to get everything washed. And we serve everything in, in trays, in, in aluminum food trays. You know, we line it with butcher paper, and that's what we serve on. So we have to wash every single tray um, by hand. You know, yeah. all the all the big pans, and as as we're running out of, as we sell out of, uh, you know, a tray of ribs, for example, we have three trays of ribs in the in the warmer. When we run out of those ribs, well, we got to wash that big tray, that really large tray, um, and you got to stay on top of it, man. And all the all the utensils and stuff that we that we use in the food truck, man, that's that's a task in itself. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> ah, Gino's got a great another great question. After the brick and mortar, will you keep the food trailer in operation? Yeah, so right out of the gate, um, we probably will not be using the food trailer as much. 
but once we get going and you know we get a little bit of air under our wings i think that uh, we'll definitely bring that trailer back to life and do pop-ups and stuff and it it gets much easier because now you know everything that we cook in that in that in that truck whether it be our sides or baking our our homemade chocolate chip cookies you know giant chocolate chip cookies or making our banana pudding it's going to get a lot easier doing it in a, in a brick and mortar and just loading up the food truck because now we will not be cooking anything inside of that food truck. We'll just be serving out of that. You know, we'll have yeah. the griddle to toast the bread and stuff like that. Um, you know, do the burgers and stuff still, but there's nothing that we'll be cooking in there. I mean, if you walk into my food truck, I've had uh, chefs that come and visit that want to look on the inside of the truck. And they're like, man, look at all this equipment that you have. Look at all these pots and pans and utensils and spatulas and tongs and spices he goes you are more equipped than a lot of restaurant kitchens are um because i'm you know i don't like if we need something i'll get it you know i don't want to be without it because we need it so you know we are we are just packed the gills it'll make it easier obviously once i have the brick and mortar so yeah i think that when we first open i don't think i'll be using that trailer as much but uh, we will be using it eventually. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Marcel, what's happening? Thank you for tuning in. <clears throat> so I was talking with Brother James. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, like you had said, you were, <laughs> you know, watching his videos at the very beginning and, you know, seeing what he's doing, learning from him. Mm-hmm. A uh, little while ago, the um, the roles reversed, so to speak, or a little, you know, pay it forward or pay it backward, however we want to <laughs> do it. But James is venturing out into his own trailer. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to you, and you're like, yo, come out to El Paso. Come, you know, come work with trailer a day or two and, you know, see if this hands on, if this is really kind of what you want to do. You know, how is that experience, you know, having him there kind of showing him what to do? And I guess the feeling you got when he asked you that, that, you know, he thought so much of you. Mm -hmm. Hey, could you show me the ropes? on what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So, you know, he, he did reach out to me and this is probably the third time that James has been here. Uh, I love having him and, and Anna as guests here at our house. You know, they're, they're really laid back people. Um, just good, good to be around. You know, they're, they're good, good people, man. Love them both. So when he reached out and said, Hey, you know, you mind if I hang out with you for, a few days just to kind of learn the ins and outs on what you're doing and you know so you can answer any questions i have you know related to you know how to run the food truck you know he wanted to obviously venture off and open up a a barbecue business of his own i said man come down dude you know you're welcome and uh so he came down man and 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 he worked with us for a few days and um got to see the food truck park environment you know the first night he got there i believe it was a friday night uh so him and and his wife you know they had dinner there at my food truck and they just got to sit around and and enjoy the ambiance if you will and and um the next day saturday was it friday and saturday yeah, it was a friday saturday so saturday uh he worked with us all day and you know, he was manning the, not necessarily manning the pit. You know, he just looked at the operation, saw what we were doing with the pit. But everything that he really wanted to learn was on the inside of the food truck. Because, I mean, I'm not going to show him how to barbecue. He knows how to barbecue. Um, he wasn't there for my recipes. He wasn't there for, although he wants my barbecue sauce recipe and I won't give it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he really liked it. But he, I mean, he was a, a big help, you know, just as I was helping him. He helped me as well because, you know, he was washing dishes. Um, he was cutting the meat. He was serving the sides. He was talking to customers. Uh, he was just seeing the whole operation, you know, what 
uh, point of sale system we're using, how to use it, how it's laid out. Um, you know, what, what do we need in the food truck as far as pans and utensils and seasonings and the packaging? What are we putting our food in when we serve it, et cetera? You know, he wanted to know all of that and he did an amazing job. I mean, he fit right in. Um, he fit right in to, to, I wish he lived in El Paso because I'd hired him in a heartbeat. Um, but you know, he, he, as, as I helped him, he helped out as well. You know, he, he really helped us run the food truck and mingle with the customers more than anything. Um, you know, we like to taste all of our food before we serve it. So mm-hmm. he was part of that, you know, Hey, taste the beans, taste the, taste the mac and cheese, taste the brisket, taste the ribs, taste everything. Um, and which he liked, you know, <laughs> so, um, it, it was a good time, man. It was, it, it, it was such a good feeling. Like you said, paying it forward to somebody that, that has helped me, um, you know, now I'm helping him venture off into, you know, chasing his dream of, and he's been wanting to do this for a long time. Okay. Oh yeah. The, open up his own business. He's been wanting to do that for a very long time, but now he's, he's got the opportunity to do that. So wish him the best. No, that's wonderful. And, and you know, that it always comes back to our, our barbecue family, you know. That's right. Someone reaches out, someone needs something. There's always, a, you know, an open door, a helping hand, anything that anybody needs. There's always somebody who can, will always step up. Oh, yeah. Which is, which is a wonderful thing for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, brother, like I said, I, this was a long time coming. I wanted to finally get it rolling with you. Um, I'm proud of you. Thank you, man. You, um, you know, obviously with watching your videos, you, you show your passion and your love for what you do. And, you know, following the story when you're on with Greg, you know, you really, truly sat down, thought it out had a plan of attack, executed it, and everything's going up and you're moving forward in it. And my hat's off to you. Congratulations. Proud of you. Well-deserved, brother. Thank you, man. It's uh, been a long, tough road. I got to tell you, I, you know, I, I'm still working in the food truck, but it, it prior to hiring the chef that I have now, I was working some long hours, man. I'm talking 16-hour days. You come home and sleep a few hours, and then you're back at it. Yeah. Uh, this whole barbecue uh, <laughs> business is not for the faint of heart. You know, you have got to be, uh, you've got to be on your game to to do this, man. So, but yeah, thank you for that. Again, it's it's. Uh, I'm having fun with it, man. I'm still having fun, and I can't wait. You know, for the next chapter for sure. Oh my God, SJ Cooks. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> Joe has no glasses on and is clean shaven. Is he going corporate on us or something? Yeah, you know, I had the whole, I was doing the whole no shave November, right? And uh, what was it? Saturday, I said, I'm shaving it off. It's already growing back, man. But it's, it's, you know, I, I always, wanted as as at a as a young kid i always wanted to grow a beard and now that i can grow a beard i don't want it you know so <laughs> yeah it's like i just you know i'm shaving i'm like you know what screw it i'm gonna shave my face <laughs> nice nice um oh shoot um any big plans for thanksgiving couple yeah days so, away yeah a couple days away so we're not we're not open this week you know i asked uh my brother which is you know he's my right hand man when it comes to my food truck um, he's the pit master aside from me and, and, and my chef, you know, I asked him, Hey, do you guys want to work, you know, uh, Friday and Saturday, uh, or do you want the time off? And they were like, let's take the time off, you know, cause again, we work our butts off, even though we're only open two days, yeah. we work our butts off and they work their butts off. And so we're taking it off. Um, but we are cooking a bunch of turkeys on Thanksgiving. So, Thursday morning, getting the food truck, and uh, we're smoking. Right now, I believe we have uh, close to twenty turkeys and some hams as well. So you know, we'll we'll be we'll be smoking up freshly smoked turkeys for a few customers, and 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 then we'll we'll come home and have our own Thanksgiving. You know, beautiful brother. 
Beautiful. Well, have an, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to the family. Thank you for uh, for taking the time to t- join me and finally get this get you on, brother. Like I said, it's been <laughs> it's been so long. The you know a message here and there and all the work and this, but we finally got it done. I'm so happy about it. And like yeah. I said, man, congratulations and best of luck moving forward with the trailer. Um, where can everybody find you social media wise? just to keep up with everything you got going on. Yeah, social media, it's uh, Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue on Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook. I've got uh, several different pages on Facebook, but uh, Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue joined on Facebook, also Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue on Facebook. And if you want to be friends on Facebook, Joe Martinez, you can search for that, and and we can be friends there as well. (laughs) Beautiful. And Lance jumps in. Will Bad Elf make another appearance this year? Definitely. You just go live, and I think he might just be knocking on the, the backstage door. Him and Squirrel. They, <laughs> yeah, they kind of fight for uh, airtime. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, it's funny. When we did that, Mags, uh, when, when I finally uh, showed my face, everybody was like, holy cow, that was Joe? You know, because I turn into oh. a character, you know, I turn into yeah. a character that nobody can figure out who it is. And there'll still be people in the chat, you know, that won't know who it is until I turn on the camera. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Heck, I think I think one night you were Marilyn Monroe for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sing happy birthday to somebody. <laughs> oh, good times, brother. Good times. Oh, but yeah. Joe, man, thank you so much. I appreciate you, it, man. Thank you so much, right. Megs. No good, worries, good times, brother. Man. Thanks, brother. Oh, guys, that was Joe Martinez, Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue. Such a great dude. Like I said, known him about five years now going forward. And, you know, great videos, great teachings. Uh, so please go check if you haven't already, you know, subscribe. Hit, him, hit his YouTube channel. And if you're in the El Paso area, definitely swing by the food truck and uh, taste some of that passion coming out of those windows, baby. But um, thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, It's getting hectic at work. Um, Today was really day one of my next five weeks of the uh, old Christmas rush. So I think this will be, for the time being, I'm going to have to record the episodes so I think I'm going to be recording on Sunday and scheduling them to come out on Mondays. Um, got a couple fun episodes I got planned. Just uh, narrowing down a couple of the guys to get it done. But uh, as far as the live feed, probably won't be back to live till, what is it, uh, the Monday after... Yet I think that is Christmas, as a matter of fact. Hang on. Yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> you know, unless you all want to get together on Christmas night. Um, shoot, didn't even didn't was more concerned about the the, the regular money's up to Christmas than uh, actually on Christmas. But then January 1st, eh, New Year's is a little easier. But, um, but yeah, uh, just keep uh, keep an eye out. I'll put some notifications. I'm off that week of Christmas in, into New Year's. So maybe we'll uh, choose a little earlier time to just uh, get one on and uh, catch up with everybody. When... <laughs> There's my boy right there. Oh, Ben, Ben, Ben. When is the Die Hard is a Christmas movie episode? Funny you say that because that is actually one of the guys I'm going to be talking to. Um, Two friends of mine both have uh, Christmas-themed podcasts. Uh, Todd Killian 
out of uh, Missouri. He has the Christmas Clatter podcast. Then my friend Ken Smith out of Tennessee has the North Pole News Dispatch podcast. Um, Both are great. Like I said, Christmas themed. Um, Ken does his actually all year round, about once a month. Then Todd goes what they refer to as the Burr Months. So once September hits, they uh, the, the they get going. But uh, I'm looking to have both of them on for a little uh, holiday discussions. You know, have some fun with it. So Ben, good call. The Die Hard is a Christmas movie episode will be coming up, probably on a Sunday. But um, but yeah, but Ben, thank you for everything you're doing. Um, if you're not busy right now, do that voodoo you do so well in a minute when I end this. You can get right on to it. <laughs> and then because I got some videos I have to watch you sent me. But folks, th- yeah, um, there are going to be some recorded episodes coming up just because I won't be able to get here on time. Heck, I, I don't think I walked in till almost 730 tonight. Um to get this one done and we're just going to be getting crazier and crazier but um thank you all for tuning in enjoy your thanksgiving happy thanksgiving to you all and your families enjoy those birds especially those pies and um and yeah i'll be in touch with everybody let you know who's coming on and it's all going to be broadcasted at eight o'clock still but um just there won't be a live feed for the chat and such but um happy thanksgiving y'all thanks for tuning in and until next week keep the smoke rolling